everybody, welcome to the Faith and Fandom Podcast. This is Hector Mirai, and this is the Artist's Alley Aftermath edition. And today, I'm just going to talk to you about Grand Strand Comic Con 2022. Now, uh, before I say anything else, let me uh, go ahead and say this real clearly. Uh, I have made it a practice in policy um, when doing Artist Alley Aftermath and in general for public speaking to never just be negative. Um, even when shows have done me wrong or been offensive or hurtful or things like that, I've, I've done my best to never just be douchey when it comes to how I portray how a show goes. That being said, I'm going to say, um, some statements that are negative, but not negative towards like the showrunners, their effort or anything like that. Um, so while I am going to say some stuff that is, you know, moderately, uh, a negative, it's not a malicious statement or anything like that. And, uh, so, uh, Grand Strand Comic Con is a Comic Con that takes place in Myrtle Beach. And, uh, for years, Grand Strand has, uh, been inside the mall in Myrtle Beach. Not the big, uh, fancier mall on the south end of town. Um, but, uh, the older mall in the middle of Myrtle Beach kind of right by the tanker outlets and between north and south uh myrtle and uh for years it's been a small to mid-grade show that has uh been a solid investment uh realistically like 75 dollars for an artist alley table for two days Worth of convention time, usually at a mall that gets a little bit of traffic. Not a ton of traffic, because it is the smaller mall in the area. Um, but it also houses things like Player's Choice, Comics, or one of the cooler arcades in Myrtle Beach. So, uh, a show in Myrtle Beach, it's, it's, you know, never really a bad thing. Um, for years, it's been at the mall. Uh, last year, I believe this time last year, the show was canceled because the mall, uh, removed the store that the con met in and, uh, put a different store in there, forcing them to cancel their show and, uh, forcing their hand to move up to a different venue. Uh, Brad and Jen Miller, who run Grand Strand Comic Con, have been hardcore into the con scene for years. Uh, we've spent a lot of time doing shows together. Um, they ran DJ's decals forever. And um, doing a lot of uh, stuff that you would see. They've owned a little nerdy store. They've, earned a, they've run their booth at cons for years. Um, and they took over doing that. Not only that, um, <clears throat> they took over doing XCon, which was a previously 
running show in Myrtle Beach that uh, kind of met its end in 2017 and resurfaced in 2022. And uh, I think there might be an Artist Alley aftermath from the one day I spent there doing Geek Church. Um, but overall, yeah, that, that's kind of been their, their history with that. Um, I did Geek Church at um, the show in May. I couldn't do the show because I was doing Wizard of Oz and I couldn't commit to a whole weekend. But, you know, it was a smaller effort. Um, you could tell it was a rebuilding season and it wasn't a bad show. Um, I think for Geek Church there, we had like realistically, honestly, like six people. Um, and that's fine because it's a new thing. The show had been dead for five years. It's a good start. Um so when I was free to sign up for Grand Strand Comic Con this year, uh, this would be the first year that they were going to be at the convention center with their own brand show, not calling it XCon or anything else. Their specific show. I signed up and uh, wanted to support local friends. It was on Black Friday weekend, um, you know, right after Thanksgiving. Good time to be at the beach. It just sounded like a good life choice. Um, and for y'all that care about artist table prices and stuff, it was $150 for two days at this event. $150 is kind of the standard rate for shows of like Fayetteville Comic Con size and um, some other shows out there that are two day shows. Realistically, $75 a day um, is about the most you want to pay for a show, unless it's a big show. Um, and so signed up, uh, their big attractions and some of their bigger guests, um, for a small show, whereas, uh, the kid who played Atreyu in Neverending Story, one of the guys who was the body doubles for Vader and Obi-Wan, he's done some other stuff, um, there was a couple other, uh, my friend, uh, Karen, who's Batgirl, uh, bronze or not bronze age but uh yeah bronze age batgirl and um you know just a few smaller artists some folks that have been in some walking dead and uh some different stuff like that some old wrestlers and i mean it's it's a small show when it comes to that kind of stuff they're not really swinging for the fences to try and being big names because they're rebuilding and starting over um so it wasn't a show I was banking on it being built heavily on celebrities, but the Myrtle Beach community has a strong community of like con attenders. I didn't really make a sales pitch for uh, doing Geek Church at Grand Strand because I've never done Geek Church at Grand Strand Comic Con before. I've done it at XCon, and that's always kind of been the tradition. But, um, you know, I didn't really make a big push for it but then uh let's see um tuesday before the show which is the tuesday before thanksgiving um they reached out to me and asked me if i would do geek church and i said yes show opens at 11 let's do it at 11 15 give people time to get in the doors and uh jen who is the my contact with that said she'd get it promoted on wednesday you know, get it out the next day and yeah, we'd go from there. I did it. 
the post never went out on their end. And also, it's a it's a mom and dad, you know, mom and pop run show, and it was the week of Thanksgiving, and I totally get them not remembering to do that. I appreciate them offering, because listen, if you have a show and you give me the chance to actually talk about Jesus, uh, I'm going to take it. So the fact they didn't remember to post it, shiny, whatever, it's okay. Um, I posted it. Um and, you know, fast forward, went through Thanksgiving on Black Friday um, uh, that afternoon, loaded up my gear uh, after getting some church work done, headed down to the beach, sat up my booth, and um, uh, yeah, was kind of just getting ready for it, checked into my hotel, which I stayed at the... Uh, Sands Ocean Club Resort, which was one of the cheapest hotels I could get that didn't suck over Black Friday weekend because people are down there to shop. I'm just really mad at myself uh, for not doing my homework first because uh, staying at that hotel gets you free golf in Myrtle Beach. I didn't have time and I also uh, (laughs) didn't bring my clubs. But I'm just sad because I missed an opportunity for free golf, which I will revisit somewhere in the future. But uh, stayed there, uh, ate some River Street, River Street, uh, River City Cafe. Uh, it's a good burger place in Myrtle Beach, and um, you know, took a couple hours to get my booth nice and set up. Uh, did the little um, canvas painting things just for extra. Have new hats, got new books uh, because the Good News book just came out. Um, got new stickers. I mean, so I just got the booth set up, ate dinner, prepared for the day. Um, and you know what? They had a solid setup of other artists. They had a solid setup of, um, some vendors, a guy that had 25 cent comic books was killing the game the whole time. Um, there was also a thing for four tables worth of, uh, massage guns and, uh, that didn't show up, but, um, Here's here's where kind of the negative comes in. So just let me again. This is no malicious content, just commentary on the situation. Um, the show when it was going to open, it opened about fifteen minutes late, and uh, sparse attendance came in when the doors opened. But I think the big thing that kind of hit really quickly, it was there was not a lot of people there to attend the show. Um, for a convention center show on a holiday weekend, two days worth, um, once the crowd had come in and the line was in the door, there weren't that many people. And I, you know, I work with social media, I work with graphic design, I work with promotion on a lot of things. And I can say, I believe wholeheartedly Brad and Jen promoted the poop out of this show. They, they advertised, they did all the things they were supposed to do. Um, They, I mean, there's obviously different things you could tweak and stuff, but they had a very strong digital footprint for this show. They were present at other shows. They had other artists sharing and promoting it. They they promoted it. They did their job. And um, but I think very quickly it came to be a whole vibe that uh 
artists and vendors and stuff, as well as the people running the show, were like, oh, there's not a ton of people here. And I can't blame that on anyone. Um, It's their first time doing it at a convention center under that name. It's the first time doing it on Black Friday weekend in that way. And you didn't know how it was going to turn out. And I know it was discouraging to some of the people that ran it, some of the people that uh, were, you know, banking their sales and stuff on it. Um, There was a one artist uh, who does art prints and stuff like that, who is one of these guys that has the giant 40 foot wall of art prints. And he sold one art print the whole time on Saturday. Um, for me personally, I sold two books on Saturday and those two books were to friends, um, that show up and buy my stuff at everything. And so, uh, you know, I appreciated that, but like, I didn't have a lot of new dialogue. Um, I think I explained what the books were maybe once. And so an eight hour day of that was pretty disheartening. Um, but you know what, you know, I'm at the beach holiday weekend. It's okay. Went and, uh, got Olive Garden, which I, for those of y'all that want to let me know, I know it's not a real Italian food. Um, but I had 10 bucks that I wanted to spend and get unlimited soup, bread and salad. And by golly, I ate as many bowls of chicken gnocchi soup as I could and a basket of breadsticks and a whole bowl of salad by myself. And, uh, you know, just took that in, um, and went back and got in the hotel at my, or got in the hot tub at the hotel and kind of just shook it off. I didn't have a problem with the day. Like I had good company. There was good artists beside me to chat with. Um, Pokemon Scarlet was out. So a lot of times when people weren't around, I played Pokemon Scarlet. Um, and so, you know what? It was okay. Sunday came and, uh, packed up my room, forgot my pillow, had to go back to the hotel later to get that. Um, but, uh, went and headed over to geek church and again, no negatives, just commentary. Um, the, uh, there was a poster over at the panel area that had all the panels listed for the whole weekend. Geek church wasn't on there. And, uh, my panel was supposed to start at 1115. Like no announcements for that or anything like that. So I walk over to the panel area. Uh, by the way, Eric Anderson, um, who works with, um, a nerd chapel, uh, asked for prayer for nerd church. Uh, in the Christian Geek Alliance Facebook group. And I really appreciated that. So thank you, Eric. Um, but I walk over and uh, the panel area is empty. Nothing listed on the wall. And uh, as I'm walking over, I see a f- faithful faith and fandom attender person. Someone that's you know always buys something from me. Um, it's actually one of the people that bought one of the books on Saturday. I see her walking over at the same time and I'm like, oh, are you here for geek church? And I 
she's like, sure, yeah, I'm, I'm here for that. And she totally wasn't there for that. She was there just to sit down, and the panel area was the only place that had chairs. I was like, were you really here for this? Tell you what, I'll hang out with you for five minutes. If nobody else comes, I'll go on back to my booth. Um, because I don't want to force a conversation just because somebody was tired. Um, so we talked, we talked and chatted about moving and life and wrestling and anxiety and crowds. And, um, she and I had a good conversation. 10 minutes went by, uh, um, nothing happened like as far as attendance or anything like that. Um, and then the guy hops on the microphone, ladies and gentlemen, all our panels will begin at 12 o'clock today. Like as I'm literally sitting there, like y'all forgot me. It's cool. Um, so I go back to my booth, straighten everything up, take down my sorry, but Mario, but the princess is in another castle sign. Take that down, which is my away from my table sign now. Um, I take that down and go, um, sit down at my booth and start to wait. Um, within maybe five to ten minutes of that. Um, Jen, the showrunner comes over to the booth. I am so sorry. I forgot geek church. Leah, she realized then she'd forgot to put it on Facebook. She forgot to put it on the posters. She forgot to announce it. Um, she's like, do you, do you want to do it later? You know, whatever. And, um, I was like, you know, nobody was really there for that. And she let me know that, um, two people actually showed up for geek church and they asked her about it. And I knew the two people, um, uh, the Sibleys. Um, and they asked about Geek Church, which is what made her realize she'd forgotten it. Now, uh, could there have been a bigger turnout had she promoted it and stuff like that? Yes. Um, but let me also flip this over. And because it's a hard thing running a show. It's a hard thing doing things where your success is actually based on attendance. For me, I'm okay just getting to have conversations with people. But when you're the showrunner and your livelihood depends on how many people walk in the door, there's a lot of stress to that. But she offered um, to give me another opportunity to do Geek Church later in the day or stuff like that. I said, well, you know, if it's just those two people, um, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. And, um, and I say this, and this is not a negative, this is not a knock, this is not a criticism. At the time that Geek Church was supposed to start, there was maybe 15 to 20 people there as attenders. So there wasn't like hundreds of people were rejecting the opportunity. It was just a small, like 10% of the people at the show were there and actually looking for that. Now, more people were coming in steadily. Um, in fact, uh, the crowd grew, I'd say, by at least double after church time was over or lunchtime, um, you know, in different numbers, it grew throughout the afternoon. But, uh, I, I, I think, and honestly, I think maybe because of Eric and the other folks that prayed about it. And because also I had been, you know, like pacing myself on what to expect for this. Um, two people, you know, nobody showing up to geek church, but two people being interested. It was not like, earth shattering to me. It didn't like break my heart or leave me incredibly discouraged. Um, so I knew the fa- I knew the couple that was there for it. 
So I shot them a message and like said, Hey, uh, they forgot to promote geek church. Um, I said, if you're interested, you can just come by the booth and we'll just do it like a small group. And, uh, they said, yeah, we're going to go around for a while and do it. So, uh, they came over and we chatted, um, they bought a couple books and I said, well, if you're interested, we can do it. You know, I can do the message with y'all here and we talk about it. And, um, they said, yeah. So literally with them sitting across from the table from me in the aisle, <laughs> um, I sat there with them and had a whole, you know, message, you know, and I know that my, my con neighbor, Brian, who does bare butt comics, um, and was just sitting there like, <laughs> like what, what is happening? Um, but I sat there and did a whole sermon just a devotional with them. Um, if you, uh, listen to faith and fandom one eighties when they come out fresh, um, on LTN radio, uh, I did one last week about Pokemon Go, or not Pokemon Go, but Pokemon um, Scarlet and Violet about the fact that you can free roam and that you don't have a direct path laid out for you. And so I did this whole message on the fact that, you know, in the game, instead of it being where you only have one path to follow, they literally open it up to you and you you have to figure out what you're going to do and that how it stressed out my daughter, Carmen. And um, I went through the scripture, Proverbs 16, 9 of that uh, it's in your heart, you plan your direction, but the Lord gives your steps and you know, that it's up to us to actually submit where we want to go to God and then let him guide us. And then also Romans 12 too, that you have to be in the will of God and in the word of God enough that you can discern if you're actually getting right direction from God and where you're supposed to go. So I shared those scriptures with you and I literally sat there at my table, opened up the Bible, read the scriptures, discussed it with them. We had a good discussion and, um, I, that was super fun to me. Um, and legit it is where two or three are gathered, two or more gathered, you know, it wasn't like galaxy con with a whole, like, hundred people in the room or 200 people in the room. It wasn't the big, Ooh, flashy. Look at this status success of, I have a geek church. No, it wasn't that it was, I had two people that were willing to sit at a table in the middle of a comic con and have a full Bible study. That was cool. I was super pumped about that. Actually. I thought that went really well. And I was very happy that it went the way it did. Um, I had a good conversation with them, uh, put their picture up on, uh, the Facebook page and she, uh, tagged me in it as well. You know what? That was a good day. <laughs> I was pretty much done after that. Um, I did sell more books. Uh, I think I sold two more books that day. Um, it might've been to them actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think they were the only ones to buy books, but I also sold, a. Uh, some stickers and some candles throughout the day. But uh, literally, if I was there the whole weekend just to be able to have that encouraging time with them, great. Um, I did have some more conversations with people. Like I said, the attendance did pick up. Um, but at the same time, you know, talking with the showrunners, they were going to take a big financial hit with this. I don't, I don't, I didn't want to get into all the Kool Aid of their numbers and how big of a loss it was going to be or whatever. But, you know, the, the sentiment that was shared without going into too much detail was that they were never going to be able to do this again and that it was going to be kind of detrimental to them. And, you know, I had a friend who it was their first time ever doing a comic con and they do jewelry 
and they said that uh they had you know for me like they did three times more in sales than I did and it was their first show but then again the person directly next to them didn't have a single sale the whole weekend so cons can be very fickle when it comes to that and you know with the holiday crowd with black friday with family it was just a weird dynamic of a situation where even though they did all the right things to set it up people didn't attend and it's a hard it's a hard blow to take um and you know i i was happy to be where i was i was happy to see friends i was happy to see con family um happy to be a part of that um it was also Ultra Raid Day in Pokemon Go, so I had plenty of time to actually get all of my raids done and get a Pokemon. I probably wouldn't have been able to got actually catch if I'd been home. Um, I even got, let's say, half of a chapter on the whole legacy of Anakin Skywalker uh, laid out. Um, I, I, it was a productive weekend. It was a good weekend. I don't regret it. Um, was it a financial success? No. Was it a financial loss? Absolutely. Um, was it a blessing? Yes. And uh, so with that being said, you know what? I will, I will take the blessings and I, I say this again, just to say it for the bajillionth time, uh, to make sure I say this clear. This is not a criticism on, um, uh, this is not a criticism on, Brad and Jen on running the show. This is not a poop on them for what they're doing. I genuinely think they did their best. It's just sometimes people don't show up. So if Brad and Jen do another show, I will show up again. Um, if they do another one, um, I will be there and support. Um, because listen, I think how we support people when things go badly says a lot more than what we do when things are going well. Um, but I will say this, I am crazy grateful for my Patreon supporters because, um, the fact that this show didn't go as well as hoped financially, that I wasn't able to cover table costs, um, through sales or anything like that, um, means that had the show, uh, had I not had the Patreon supporters that I have. Um, this would have been a financial loss to my family instead of a financial loss to just this ministry. So I am grateful. And so with that, let me go ahead and toss you guys out. Um, thank you for our Patreon supporters, Alicia Benson, um, Candace Davis, Jay Sheed, Jillian, Jason Crutchfield, Mike Perna, Todd Turner, John Jacobs, Zach Harris, Caleb Grimm, Jeanette Skaggs, Chris Poirier, Chris Cook, Jason Bullock, Christina Ray, Sarah Lewis, Patrick Gale, Rebecca Godlove, and Adam Davis. Y'all legitimately helped uh, make this weekend possible. And for the ministry that did transpire, the seeds that were planted, the conversations that did have happen, happened because y'all and your faithfulness. Um, one note, though, a fun note to add before... Uh, I skin a marinky dinky dink out of here. Um, uh, one of the things that always happens at a comic con when, um, the cosplay contest starts, uh, 
basically all of the people that are there to attend dissipates greatly. So with a smaller crowd in general, um, it was a dramatic feel. So, um, like it literally is like you look up and it looks like the rapture just happened as far as people attending. And so, uh, I was talking with Brian who was next to me, uh, at the show and, um, we, you know, four o'clock came, it's time for the cosplay contest. We looked up, aisles are empty. It's just the artists. And Brian and I started talking and we came up with an idea. This is by the way, super trademarked. No one steal it. Um, we came up with an idea for a comic book about artists and artist alley that rob a bank during the cosplay contest, that it would be a con that's next door to a bank. And that when uh, the cosplay contest starts, all the artists have put a plan together that uh, they're going to uh, sneak out the back, uh, rob the bank, and then be back before the cosplay contest is over um, and make it a really cool, fun story and stuff like that. Um, And maybe make it something like con men. Uh, But yeah, if you... We had, we had a lot of discussion with that and that legitimately might be a thing that turns into a comic book, but, um, you know, it's just because nobody notices the folks in artist alley once the, the cosplay contest starts. And then you technically have an alibi because, you know, for everybody's understanding, you stayed there. Um, so it's, it's just an idea, but I thought I'd share it with you. Uh, faith and fandom podcast exclusive right there. Um, but I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for listening, and I hope to see you at a con soon. My next appearance, show-wise, will be at um, where? Where? What's it called? Um, the Sweet Palette in Fayetteville, North Carolina, on Friday the second for an author meets life uh, panel, and then my last show of the year is going to be on December seventeenth at the Lumberton Mall show that Saturday. Um, God bless y'all and have a great day.